darkness. We can sing it out loud before the rocks cry out. So this morning, Lord, I pray as we're here with the cold weather outside and nice and warm inside that we can uh, shed off everything that came that came with us this morning that is not going to allow us to worship in your presence, Lord. And Lord, I pray we, you know, we come to this building to minister to each other and to do business with you. What a great place we can do that. Every ounce of your gospel says it's not going to be easy, but you are with us. The music this morning has got me some kind of way, Lord. It, it, I, I, there's got to be business to be done in this church this morning. So, Lord, I pray that you come and you impress upon whoever needs to do business this morning that they don't leave because there is no better time. In your name I pray, amen. Tuesday, thank you. All right, let's dismiss the kids. Not that I don't love them, but you can take them. Um. Oh, some of y'all by now going, no, not again. It's Justin. Amen, right? <laughs> Thank you. The downfall is I know that she means that facetiously, and that's a big word for me, but I said it out loud. Um, so I, I've got the microphone. Luke's not here, so I get to do what I want. And I, and I, I don't know. I, I feel whether it's just the song that I absolutely love, um, but I think, you know, one of the biggest joys of going to church is getting the opportunity. Trevor, we're going to go back to the last song here in a minute. Sorry, I didn't see you. Um, one of the biggest joys is, 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 is getting to sit down into worship. Um, I got a lot of things going on in my brain, but I like the time when I can finally disconnect. And uh, it was coming to me as I was trying to play the drums there. Um, as we got into that last song, you guys all know that song well enough, it seems, because you were singing plenty loud. And, and, and it's, that, it's those moments that you hear that people like to worship like you like to worship. And I like to worship and I like to get lost in words and music because, you know, we are stuck in this room with everybody else, you know, in a horizontal fashion. But there comes a time where you can move your worship communally, even though we're in a group together and move it vertical where you can kind of shed off what's going on around you. And I understand there's still some kids in here. Some of y'all moms can multitask perfectly well, have a conversation with God and, you know, ward off the child beside you. But sometimes, you know, it's, it's all right to get the room, you know, a little more empty. But I want to sing that last song again, just because I really feel that there is, 
we come here to do business. We come here to hear the word. We come to experience worship with other people in the room to realize that everybody in this room is as human as we are. And everybody in this room had the same awesome 2020. And there could be people in this room that had the same crappy week that you had this past five days. Six days, I guess. And the beauty is we all get to come here together. Now, some of us do a better job at putting on our church face. I think I like to call it that. Um, When you get to the door and you're at the church and you stop and you go, I got to be perfect because everybody in there has got to know that I'm, I'm, I don't have problems in my life, right? And and, and I've been going to church long enough now because I'm 40, but I've been going to church long enough now to know that that is a true statement. Whether it be Luke, whether it's his family, whether it's you, whether it's somebody that I've never met, bad weeks happen. They all happen to us. We all make mistakes. We all fall short of that glory of God. There wouldn't be an entire book written about it if it didn't truthfully happen. The joy is everybody in this room seems to know that we know a way out of that, correct? And, and there, I personally don't think there is a better place than getting into a good worship setting with people that you love and you know and having a communal conversation with God. Nothing else going on in your world. Nothing else going on in the room. So sometimes worship can be awkward. Sometimes worship can, you know, repeat itself multiple times. I, I've been on the worship team in many churches for the last 20 years. I've had my ups and my downs, and I've had people that say it doesn't need to repeat. I, have, I like to say it needs to sink in. There comes a point where you don't have to read the words on the screen because now you don't have to think about it. You can sing that. You can say, I agree with that. And you start thinking about that goodness of God, that bad day that you had on Tuesday, but the glorious day that you had on Wednesday, the moment you prayed about it. I forgot to tell you all of a scenario. I was trying to have a temper tantrum and a meltdown a week ago when we were putting in hardwood floors in my house. And I, I, my fuse is quick. God hides that fruit of the spirit patience. He doesn't hide it at my house for me. I don't know. I don't back over it in the morning in the driveway. Like it's, it's not there, but we were, we were laying down hardwood floors and man, I was ready to throw wood through the window. I walked out of the room and I said, I don't know what to do. I came back in. It worked the very first time. And she laughed at me. and She said, I prayed for it. That's the goodness of the God that we have. He knew that I was about to be stupid. And he solved it for me. So in the most non-awkward fashion, I'm going to ask you to stand back up again. Whether you want to sing out loud, whether you want a prayer, just close your eyes. We're going to worship in this last song. And I want you to sing it again. I don't know about y'all, but that music and those words. I don't, any, any of y'all like that Through the Fire song that she sang? Yeah. So... It's hard to sing out loud. It's, it's a lot of one of those, those things because um, we all go through tough times. And I, I'll probably make it to my notes. It's, it's, I did. The new one's not here yet. It's aggravating, I know. Try not to let it be a distraction this morning. Um, but it's hard to say out loud that God will take you through the fire and the other side um, because we're all going to run into those experiences that you have no question about. Um, I never like to sing that song out loud because I cry like a baby. It's, it's not funny. But the truth of the matter, it is, it is because every once in a while people go through some things that um, we can't explain. There's just not an explanation for it. I had a youth group member a handful of years ago end up with cancer, young. And I remember trying to <laughs> wow, so. I remember trying to sing that song because I knew what he was going through, and I didn't have a clue. All I knew was what the Word said, and that's rough. And that's rough because there are things that you go through, no one knows what you're experiencing, 
And all we know is that we all serve the same God that says, I'll meet you inside that fire. And it, listen, what do you say when a teenager has cancer? What do you say? <laughs> Remember that calling last week when I said I didn't want that call? Yeah, I didn't want that call. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say when somebody you go to church with that is faithful ends up with stage four cancer? God loves you. Get in the word. It's terrible. Terrible. And I'm thankful, and I'm thankful that he was a child of God that already knew that. I ain't even going to tell you that he is alive today, smiling, probably right now, through that fire because God sat in that fire with him, taught us all a lesson through it. It's got nothing to do with my message today, but man, singing that song, it's rough. It's rough because when we get into that fire, we get into that trial, we get into that bad time in life, we think we're down in that ditch and two-wheel drive, and man, them baloney skins aren't getting us out. The downfall is I might be white trash, but I will tell you, Jesus will be your four-wheel drive handle. You grab onto that thing and get on out of it. Right there with you. He doesn't sit at the top of the hill saying, just come on. Baloney skins in a four-wheel drive handle. I'm sorry. Oh, we are not going all the way to Buckshot Mutters, but it's terrible, man. It's terrible what music can do for you because we're all singing out loud that same thing. And my goodness, that is just, it's hard to fathom because we are all very, very, very selfish by nature. So we get into a trial. We think we're going through some junk that y'all ain't never been through. You ain't never been in this ditch. Yes, you have. God has. You ain't never been in this ditch. It happens. I got a point. I don't, I don't know that I got a point. Luke texted me earlier this week. Wait, 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 wait. I need everybody to stand up. I do, I do, I do. Sunday morning calisthenics. Listen, got to get our blood flowing. All right. Can everybody stand on one foot? Most everybody? There's a point. Okay, now look down. If that's the, if that's the foot you started 2021 on, use the other one next year. Because this is two weeks in a row that you're getting Justin. Here we go. Trevor told me I got to get all my jokes out early because they're not funny even later. That's the point where Haley Walker's like, amen, thank you. See, you learned last week there's a spot. So listen, he texted me early in the week and he said, I got a really weird schedule and it, it's falling already that I, I have to work Sunday and I can't get out of it until whatever. And he said, I, I, do you mind preaching again? I haven't been able to form two legitimate thoughts back to back on a Sunday morning to adults. I get to preach to teenagers right? That's easy, right? That's, that's fun. That's okay. Like they can look at me and go, stupid. It hurts my feelings when y'all do it. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. I gave everything I had to how do we start 2021 last week based on what he preached the week before. You want me to do more? I got nothing. I got nothing. So I spent literally spent all week. I, Phil, Phil Schiffer was in my driveway yesterday and we were having a conversation while looking at his cool dump truck that's in my driveway. And it was Saturday afternoon at 4.30, and I still didn't have enough going on. And I said, God, I don't know what you need me to say. And maybe it's just the music, and maybe it's the things that y'all got going on. But y'all know what you need to hear this morning. So I, I was stuck last week. We, we talked about resolutions. Did anybody break their resolutions yet? It's okay. We don't have to lie in church. Yes, you did. I did. <laughs> I was eating some hot wings on, like, Tuesday. And immediately on that first bite, I was at the cold spot in Dunbar. Get that bite, and I was like, whoa. There it is. I was drinking a Coke Zero. They didn't cancel out. In case that was your resolution, that doesn't work. Like a Diet Coke, like it's cool. 
but it happened. So we had resolution, self-assessment, and are you on mission? And, and I frustratedly stayed all week long about where do we move into this year? How do we start 2021? What does it matter? We're at a really strange spot. We can agree with that. We had some really weird stuff go on over the past week since last Sunday, since we were here. Amen to that? Our, our country is massively divided. How do you get up and effectively preach to a handful of adults and make a point? I have a hard time making a point. So by one o'clock, we will be out of here. The second wave, we proved it last week, didn't we, babe? The second round, like Elkview Baptist and Mount Pleasant, they're all gone from La Carreta by one o'clock. So if we don't leave here till 1230, y'all help stack the chairs, you get there at one o'clock, guess what? Boom, right to the chairs. Ain't no wait. You ain't got to see those other Baptists. Be like, Shh, short term. Anyway. So last week we talked about Ephesians 2. Um, it, I was still going off of some of the stuff that Luke talked about. Um, Ephesians 2, we were wandering from God. We were waking to God. We were watching for God and we were working with God. All the things of which that we understand are personal salvation. So there is a role of, we have to admit, I, I tell my teenagers every week, and, and y'all might not do ministry this way, but I do. Um, I, I don't ask my teenagers in the room, if they're saved or if they have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And they will all tell you that I tell them all the time. I don't ask them that because they're going to lie. Like there's no getting around the fact that they're going to, that's broken. They're, they're, they're going to lie because, you know, you don't want their, I don't, I don't want to see their hands because their friend says that they know Jesus. So we just don't do it. I just don't do it. It's my philosophy. It doesn't have to be yours. Um, but I want people to leave, and I want my kids to understand when they leave, uh, no matter in what spot you are in, in your personal development. Uh, and, and that goes the same for in this room. Luke says it all the time. You know, if you are a blood-bought, born-again believer of Jesus Christ, you've had this Ephesians 2 experience of wandering from God, waking to God, watching for God, and now working with God. And it's really weird. And, and I'm, I, I hate notes, and I've got four pages of them here. My wife always tells me that I can't preach with them, so I might just chuck them and just wing it. <laughs> not, that's the amen part, not the, not the no. Okay, fine, we'll stick to the no's. Well, that was just last week, and that's what we were talking about. Um, some, I wrote this down, and I still like it. Luke said that we, as we step out, we need to be on firm footing as we walk in life. That's what draws people in is the hope and the joy from the life that we are living. So here we are. 2021, week two, y'all stuck with Justin again. Y'all looking at that foot saying, you led me astray. I could have stayed online and watched Mayor Nather or something cool. And here I am with Justin. Here you are. I'm thankful you came back. Amen. We might need to do some more calisthenics because y'all are ready for something good or we're ready to run. All right, let's talk about vision. Um, it's the beginning of the year. Um, what are we doing? Where are we going? How are we getting there? Is there anything that we should be starting off the year differently? I'm still trying to team up with what I had talked about last week, uh, a compounding point. Maybe I shouldn't do that, but I'm doing it. Um, so what is the vision of the church as we roll into 21? We talk about a lot of things. We hope for a lot of things. Um, if you're like me, um, we're only here at this present time, Sunday mornings, uh, you know, me and Trevor are here Sunday nights. Yeah, we play a little bit of volleyball during the week here and there. Um, 
but it's very easy to just go, another week goes by, another week goes by, another week goes by, and we haven't put anything into motion. So in our personal lives, what, what does 21 look like? What is, what, what is the vision of the church? And, and I thought, man, we, we could talk about like a, a new fangled idea on how to roll into next year. And I, and I realized that I, what, is the, what is the mission of the church or what is the vision of the church? And, and I, I come to realize that I, I don't think that the vision of the church ever changes. You agree or disagree? Oh, wait, we have to talk about that again. Um, I, I'm not a lecturer. Y'all don't have to be quiet. Um, this is, um, is the term communicable? No, that's a disease, isn't it? We don't want anything. Hang on, let me try that again. What is the, what's the term? Interactive. What am I, the science center? Oh, Bill Nye, the science guy. No. Okay, I guess interactive could be the word. I don't think it's the word that was in my mind, but I've been wrong once this week, and I'll take it again. Um, I would prefer, I tell all my kids, I try to only go over a little so you leave with one little piece, at least one little piece to build on. So that's my, that, that, I, I hope to have a point. We get in the car usually at the end of Sunday, and I ask my wife, I said, did I make a point? Sometimes she looks at me and, We've been married like 20 years, so I can tell when she's about to lie to me. And she usually says, well, it took a while, but you got there and you brought it home. And I used to have people that stand up in the back and they'd fire up a weed eater. I'm like, bro, you were in the weeds. That happened. So if any of y'all feel free, if it's like 12, 15 and I'm not getting anywhere, go back and get those things and just crank it up. Okay, there's a point. I really want to get into this year, and I want to, you know, as a body, what do we do? How do we do something different? I still believe that 2020 was junk. Amen? Yes! There we go. Ooh, that was loud. 2020 was junk, and we're all happy to have it behind us. But what do we do differently in 2021? Because what do you see from our federal government or from life in general? What do you see that's different yet? There we go. There's that interactive part. What is it? Nothing. You are right. So as a church, if we all agreed that 2020 was terrible, I am really going to just get out of these notes because I'm just doing it. If we all agree that 2020 was terrible and we are on mission for Christ and we are moving into 2021, what do we do differently? What do we find? How do we look for it? What do we, what do we change? Who do we look for to tell us it's time to do something different? I don't know. So I went back to the beginning and I said, well, Let's talk, what is the mission of the church? First off, Matthew 20, 28 says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and gave his life as a ransom for many. He didn't come to be served, but to serve. So that brought me to my first point, um, what the church should be doing. There comes a point where it's to serve, not to be served. Now, that gets to be a little bit weird sometimes, because we all have our own personal journey and where we are at in our faith and in our walk, but we're at that place. I'm going to wing it. I've been going to church long enough now to see lots of things live out in the rounds. Um, And I've seen, I, I know my personal journey from when I got saved and my workings in the church and all the years that I've been involved in the church, and I've been involved in a, in a, in a many amount of lives, and, and I've seen personal salvations work themselves out everywhere. Um, I don't care what you want to call it today. Let's call it a defining moment. So I'm going to talk about your personal walk today, because only you know where that's at. Only you know where you are standing in the journey. And I'll use the term sanctification 
you want to call it whatever at the moment. There, there comes a time when you get awoken to the Holy Spirit and you get saved, right? So let's call that salvation experience. Um, I, I'm guessing by the vast majority of us in here that we talk about, I'm supposed to sit still and I don't do that well. Um, I'm guessing that, that the vast majority of you in here would say that I have experienced salvation. I am a blood-bought, born-again believer in Jesus Christ. Some of you might have been 50 years. Some of you might be two years. Some of y'all might be three weeks. Some of y'all might be four minutes. It doesn't matter. There comes a time when you start going to church and you start reading the word, there, that, that everything that you do is about what can I get? What can I get? You're understanding your nature and your need for a savior brings you to the word. And so everything you do, you're trying to soak it up. You're trying to get around those friends of yours that are Christians. You're trying to understand what navigating the Christian life is. You're trying to come down Sunday. You're trying to iron out and work out some of the frustrations that you have, and you're getting to that point. And then you go to church for a long while or a little while, wherever, wherever you are in that journey. But there's going to come a part where church for you goes from what can I get to what can I give. And those of you that understand that, understand that. And there is not one ounce of judgment as to it matters where you are at in that journey. God loves you in that journey, and he will be using those that want to serve in your life that need to still be served. Does that make sense? From a timeline perspective, call it sanctification, call it the forwarding of your Christian walk, but there comes a point where you turn over from what God did for me to now it's time that I believe all of that, I am fully surrendered to that, now what can I do back for God? And that's the hard part, right? Because that doesn't mean just in this building, that means at your job, that means wherever, that means every ounce of your life. And I promise I'm trying to get to a point this morning um, but you have to identify where you are at in that. You have to identify that if you're still young and immature in your spiritual journey, that you are still in need of the nurturing understanding of those around you, and that's fine. But there will come a time in your life where you realize everything that God said is true, and you want to push that back forward. There will come that time. And then everything that has to do with the church is about what you can do, not what it can do. Not how cool the live feed is, not how good the coffee tastes that they've got ready for when I get here, not whatever. I wasn't looking at you, man. Aaron, I know that you like your coffee. For, I, I put 11 scoops this morning just so this week it could be for you. Two more scoops? Luke said six. I went to 11. He's the boss. I just admitted it. He'll be watching this later. He's a firefighter on Sunday. He's probably in the recliner right now. Isn't that what the police officers say? How come none of y'all will laugh at that? The camera's this way. He can't see which one of y'all agree with me. That's the joke. All right, well, let's get back on point. There comes a time in your life where you realize that it's time to move back forward. And that's a good defining moment because that's the moment where God says, you are now my hands and feet. Like there, it, it, it took a amount of time. And maybe, maybe I'm off base with some of the understanding, but I believe that all of y'all could understand that. The downfall is now when it's time to work, it's not about what, you know, what can the body of Christ 
do for me. It's, it's what can I do to better help that body? Am I a finger? Am I a toe? Am I an eye? Um, there's not one useless part in this body that we've got here. There, everybody is essential, even if it's one chair or one coffee or whatever. It doesn't matter. Your personality. Look, I'll go as far as saying this. Uh, the, I'm, let me read it again so I don't get it wrong. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. We are called to serve. And I believe in this room right now, you are serving others in the room. In this fellowship that we're doing here, there are things that happen when the body comes together that can't happen when the body does not come together. And this is not throwing jabs at anybody that's watching from afar this morning. It's just the stark reality. And I know Lucas said it for weeks and weeks on end, so I'm not going to get in trouble for saying it, but there is something that happens inside this room. Your worship affects my worship. Your praise affects my praise. Your ability to ask me questions when I haven't been talking to anybody all week happens in this room. Yes, we're rolling into 2020. Yes, 2021, sorry. Uh, Yes, we are going to have to do it a little safer than we did before. Sure, it's going to happen. That's not changing anytime soon. But God didn't say when the pandemic comes, you can take a year off or two or three. And let's be honest, we took 2020 off. Um, I haven't met anybody in the church community that feels like 2020 went great on the, the propelling of the gospel in the community. Amen? I, I don't think I'm in left field here. And it's not terrible. It's not terrible. There was probably a little bit of thing that we needed. And there was, there was, we all had that fun in the very beginning of this when we were off work and we were hanging out with the family and we were playing games and, you know, spending some time there. Like there, there's probably been some decent time in that. But we also let it become a massive excuse to do a lot of things. Amen? Half of y'all. We go for the other half. We let the pandemic become a very easy excuse for things that it didn't need to be excused. Y'all ever called Sudden Link? Sudden Stink. No, y'all ain't done that? You should because I have plenty of times. And guess what? The recording says we have a really long wait time. COVID. What? Everything, everything we do got to become the excuse. Some were legit, some were not. And I'm not anti anything. Don't get me wrong. We're not making political statements this morning. I'm just trying to figure out how to listen to the word of God and say, understand what he didn't change it for me to study this week. He didn't give me extra words in this 66 book of love letter. He gave me the same ones to read again and again and again and figure out what to tell you to how we roll into 2021. And I wrote five pages of notes and I ain't going to read a single one of them. This is aggravating, isn't it? Y'all looking at me like, stop. I'm just going on. I'm going to go on. Um, if you follow along later when you're watching this at home and restudying all the things that I said. <laughs> See that? I heard the chuckles and I knew that they were coming. It happens. Uh, I, I ended up, I, I really try to start studying what to talk about in the beginning of the year on the beginning concept of propelling the gospel forward in 2021, like start to read through about all the things that you know, how do, where do you go? Y'all understand what we need to be doing. We just don't do it. Ooh, there goes my fault. I said it out loud. We understand what needs to be happening, but oftentimes we don't do it. 
There we go. Thank you. I'm glad I wasn't alone on that one. That was harsh, and I don't know where it came from, but it was said out loud. Uh, we are all guilty of hearing it, knowing it, doing it, and, and I promise I'm going to try to make to a point here. And, and so I'm in the book of Acts. Let's just go there for a minute. I'm in the book of Acts, and if I move back over into chapter 8, uh, Philip is in Samaria, and Philip is experiencing revival. Oh, it's 10 till. That's terrible. Philip is experiencing revival. Massive salvation is happening. Good things are going. And it says the reason that he's experiencing revival is he's there and he's preaching Jesus to a lost and dying world. He's preaching Jesus. My favorite thing in verse 8, it says, So there was great joy in that city. Um, This morning, if I'm starting to make a point, would you like to see revival in our local community? Yes or no? We are the saved bunch that claim Christ is ours, and Jesus is not physically here. How do we go about 2021 in making that revival? We follow this. It says preaching Jesus. Uh, Luke says it all the time. What if we were the same on Monday as we are on Sunday? We all got jobs to do, workplaces to go to, interact with people. There is nothing about what I'm talking about this morning that changes because of the pandemic. We're still moving about. I got the joy of seeing Missy this week at her workplace. Not because I hang out at the breast center all the time, but... I got to tell you, I walked into her office, which I guess was actually Amy Beaver's office, and I wanted to take a picture with my feet up on Amy's desk because she wasn't there, and she's got one of those chairs that it's exercise ball. Is that what it's called? Purple. Got a little back on it. Like, it's the, the, I didn't think I could put my weight on it, but I sat on it. I took my picture with my feet on her desk. I don't know how we got there. And neither do y'all, but that's your workplace that you were preaching Jesus in. So I, I, I would love to see revival. Now, I, I've spent a lot of years in the church, so I've been involved in a lot of different styles. And I am still pretty partial to going to an old school preacher screaming tent revival with a tent up on the corner of Big Chimney down there with like four people playing guitar and, and the actual fire of God falling on people figuring out life. Amen? I, I think that there's something to be said about that. This isn't one of those old school spitting style churches, and that's not a big thing. Uh, one of the things that, that Luke talks about all the time is that we probably don't see a ton of people here that don't know Jesus. They probably don't come in the door. So what does he do to shift what we do in here is he preaches for y'all to be disciples for them, because I guarantee you, you see them. How many of y'all go to the pinch Walmart during the week? You said it like that like two times, you lie. Oh, a day. Anybody else? How many, who gets gas during the week? You drive all the way to Huntington because I see you out there. There's a lot of people that we encounter. How cool would it be, especially, I don't care your political ideology this morning, look at what went down all week long. Could you imagine if the vast majority of our country listened to the Holy Spirit versus the flesh? There we go. Crazy, crazy. No matter what you think, we want that. And that's what sparks revival. So how do we roll into 2021 taking from 2020 in that particular thing? We act like Jesus. We came not to be served, but to serve. 
Luke 19 and 10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. I'm going to give you this portion right here. Philip is comfortable. He's in Samaria. He's preaching the gospel. It's wildfire. People are getting saved like the town is a buzz. He's happy. It's comfortable. All is well. What happens? I'm going to move over quickly to 26. It says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. What happened? Everything was good. He was happy. Comfortability. Watching his live stream. Everything was good. And then what happened? The Spirit of the Lord says, Hey, I need you to go. Just because I'm going to read it so you can hear it. I need you to go south to the road, the desert road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. He was in tune with the Spirit. He said, well, where am I going? I don't know, just go that way on the dirt road headed to Gaza. Who am I going to see? Doesn't matter yet. What am I going to do? He's experiencing that love, that joy, that, that Holy Spirit revival happening and all these new Christians happening, but God says go. So he started out and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. So let's let's, let's flesh this out for a minute. God tells Philip to go. Philip, without hesitation, goes. Uh, If I'm going to make a point this morning in the last four minutes before noon, my point is going to be, are we in tune with the Holy Spirit? Philip was chilling out in very good, comfortable nature of revival, preaching Christ as he did People were responding all as well, but at once the Spirit said, go, and he went. Are we ready and willing and abiding in the Holy Spirit enough that we are ready for that word? And that's not for me to answer, that's for you to answer. That's not something that I can tell you how your walk is with Christ and how you uh, apply the Spirit in your life. That's for you to answer. That's going back to Luke's words of self-assessment. How do we start the year? We want to start the year off fresh and we want to see that revival. Are we listening for the Holy Spirit? When the Spirit says something, are we ready? Can we be like Philip in this spot where he's going from super comfortable, the man, he's preaching Christ, everything is good. Uh, and, and it said, I have to read it out loud. It says, so there was great joy. Could you imagine, let's just take Charleston and by and large, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll include Pinch Elkview or wherever y'all live, Blue Creek if that's a different country. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be, that wasn't the spot to laugh. Wouldn't it be amazing if somebody wrote a story right now and said, and there was joy in that city because somebody was preaching Christ. Amen goes right there. That would be awesome if that's what was some headlines. There was great joy in our city because somebody was preaching Christ. It's not happening right now. What are our headlines? Y'all keep that to yourself. It's junk. So what happened? There is a man, this, this eunuch is reading the, 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 the book of Isaiah. So there is a man that is not a Christian that is seeking, and there is Philip. I'm going to read it on through, and then we'll make a point point. we're going to leave. The man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Think of this. Philip doesn't know what he's there for. Philip has experienced good revival, and he is told, go. He said, where am I going? Uh, Just go on that dirt road. Head that way. I'll tell you more. Okay. 
Are you ready for that? He says, go and sit near that chariot. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet, leaned in and said, do you understand what you were reading? How cool is that? I'm a picture guy, so I'm, I'm imagining Philip's like, okay, that chariot done. Oh, that's terrible. He's, he's, okay, what am I doing next to that chariot? Right? I find that to be a little bit weird, but I'm imagining a chariot, some guy reading a story inside, and Philip is like, all right, God, I'm here. He has no other instructions. And what does he hear? He hears, he hears the eunuch reading Isaiah 53. That eunuch's got a desire to know it. But then he leans, like, I, I see a picture. Hey, do you know what you were reading about? That's what he said. So maybe it was a little more modest, like he knocks on the door and says, excuse me, sir, do you know? But it says, <clears throat> Philip ran to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you were reading? And what did the guy say? How can I? How can I unless somebody explains it to me? So he invited Paul in to come sit with him. I, I'm going I'm to stop just because I don't want to ramble on too much more. Philip is experiencing good comfortability. I find that in 2020, we sat down in phenomenal comfortability. We loved to be ministered unto and not ministered and not minister to others. Um, we loved using 2020 or COVID as just kind of a good pause. It was easy to say no. It was easy to stop all of our programs. I don't know how things look moving into 2021. And I, I, again, I'm not making a political statement, but 2020 was a great year of great pause and a large desire to be ministered unto. And when I start looking at 2021 and what do I do to help move the gospel forward, there's nothing in the book that says, once I am a blood-bought, born-again believer in Jesus Christ, I am now to be doing what Jesus did. Seek and save the lost. Serve, not be served. Once I understand that. So that, how, do I, how do I get into that? I have to abide in the Holy Spirit. I just have to be ready Y'all can come, because if you're here, it'll help me wrap it up quicker. Um, so, so my only statement or my point, if I haven't made one yet, is are you abiding in the Spirit? Are you so far along on your spiritual personal journey that if the Spirit was to tell you today, hey, leave that comfort and go that way. Do you go? Are you ready? I'm not saying that he's not going to tell you to go with one of these on. I'm not, I'm not, there's no political statement. There's no end in sight with what's happening in our world. And there's nothing in these 66 books right here that said, but when a global pandemic hits, you can take a pause from propelling the gospel. We put this on and we, it's a defense mechanism for everybody around us. We're super worried about all those people that we don't even know. So we put this on because that's what they say. Not opposed to it. We put this on in defense. Paul says, I stand in defense of the gospel. What if we got as excited or as worried about... I'm not going to touch it. What if we got as, as worried about the lostness of mankind as we do about somebody else's health that we don't even know? That's rough. That's rough, but it's the truth. Again, I'm not making a political statement. 
will wear these. It's cool. It doesn't change the fact that I'm going to tell you about Jesus through this. But we blindly follow whatever's going on and say, I'll wear that mask because they're may, it's for someone else. What if we got even remotely as excited about the lostness of our local community as we do the health of somebody that we don't even know? As I studied all week long and I, I sat at 4.30 in the afternoon yesterday frustrated about I don't have a point and I don't know how to start 2021 at all. And I think he just leads me to that's the point. We've got to get back to doing what the church is there to do. You've got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. The joy of that, when you are in tune and, and the, the indwellment of the Holy Spirit is yours and not mine, it doesn't matter what you think somebody else says to you. You are living for what Christ says to you. You are living for what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. So if you're at home this morning and you're watching this on the live feed, so be it. I'm not you. And the Holy Spirit's not talking to me like they are talking to you. You have to be ready for whatever the Holy Spirit says. And if what is right for you is to be watching right there tonight, so be it. Find ways to keep that gospel moving forward because it's that joy that we have that Luke talks about and it's in my note, but I'm not even gonna look for it. It's that joy that we have and that we exude that bring people to Christ. They ask what that's about. So if, if, if I have a point for 2021 as we move forward and I quit, it's time to propel that gospel forward. We had a good time in 2020 and it's gone but we need to be abiding in the spirit. We're the branch, he's the vine. We're not gonna bear fruit unless we are that branch attached to that vine and those lost and dying in this world, as Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, the great commission says we are to do the same. They need to see that fruit. So we need to be attached to that vine. Amen? Good enough, I like it.